Hi, everyone. You're listening to Making Account, a podcast that explores everyday financial topics to debunk common money myths. We're your hosts, Christina. And Will. Whether you're just establishing yourself financially, working to break that paycheck to paycheck cycle, or wanting to optimize your savings, we've been there. And done that, and still have more to learn. So join us as we interview local financial experts, answer your burning questions, and share our own money experiences on Making Making It Count. We're really looking forward to this episode because it's all about money management for college students. So am I. It was so hard being in college and then juggling everything like a social life, your classes, homework, dating. It was so much. So I'm so excited about this particular episode. And then also part of this episode, we're going to be doing our making account essentials where we ask our guests rapid fire questions. Yeah. And we'll also be doing the sum up where we'll discuss an article about student loans and how to borrow smart. And then lastly, we're going to do our what did we learn today segment, which is one of my favorites. The best part. And then at the end, we're going to share with you some how you can make account in your own life and share some of our resources with you. All right. So, Christina, what's something about money you wish you had known in college? I wish I would have known in college. Let's see. I lived at home for the first two years of college because I did. Yeah, I did the community college thing for two years and then transferred to a state school. So I wish I would have saved that money that I wasn't paying in rent and put it directly into a savings account. I did not, but I did have quite the social life, even really, living social at home. butterfly in college. I know, but living at home. So that was kind of, that was an interesting uh, transition. What about you, Will? I think that what I wish I had known was that I did not have to take out um, everything they gave me for my students. Oh, that is so that true. I could have uh, put some of that right back in and just left it alone, but nope. I had a very high lifestyle to maintain in college. So, <laughs> Well, let's meet our guests for today. Uh, we are joined by Valerie Moses and Rich Barbary, who both are relationship managers for community engagement and partnerships at Edition Financial. Thank you so much. Do you guys want to like introduce yourselves or tell us where did you guys go to college? I'm Valerie. I went to UCF. I'm a double knight. So go knights. Charge on. And I manage our UCF partnerships. So it's really exciting to be here today to be able to talk about college money smarts. Great. What about you, Rich? And hello. So I went to college in New York, a private college called Dowling College. No longer exists, so don't even try <laughs> looking it up. All what hail the alma mater. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you do for addition, like with addition financial? So I work in our community engagement and partnerships department. I get to work a lot in Orange County and manage our OCPS and Valencia College partnership that we have. Great. So look, we have two college experts. We're so lucky to have such smart friends, such yeah, well-connected right? friends. Yeah. So today's topic is all about money smarts for college students, and we're going to focus on what they need to know about managing their finances and prepping for the future. So let's dive straight into our questions. Um, I, like I mentioned a moment ago, had a very high lifestyle in college. I was not a college student that lived off of ramen. I uh, was probably a little too bougie with things most (laughs) most of the time. So Um, you're telling me that you're probably still paying for that bougie lifestyle now because you put it into your student loans. If you look at it through the student loan lens, yes, but I don't do that. (laughs) I just, it's all school for me. But yes, so... So what are some things that maybe some some pieces of advice you could give students about uh, managing their money smart in terms of living within a budget? 
Well, I think food expenses are something that are so high among college students. Um, you know, even just fast food really adds up. So I think one of the big things in college is to create a meal plan at the beginning of the week before you do your grocery shopping. Come up with, you know, what days are you going to be going out? What days are you going to be staying in so that you're not, you know, throwing a head of lettuce out at the end of the week um, because you didn't plan appropriately? And then as far as any grocery shopping, buying your groceries, um, you know, in season, getting your produce so that it's in season, it's going to be cheaper and it's going to be higher quality. So that's a good way to kind of avoid that ramen, have a little bit of a higher quality lifestyle, um, a little bit healthier without, you know, breaking the bank. That's advice I need to take now. I know that's great advice for now. Yeah, I feel like I really need to think about that. So Rich, uh, dare to ask the question, what was your... Oh. diet in college like. so uh i was on the ramen diet um fast food diet which uh you know it even it hurts your budget a little bit when you're out spending money constantly for food um you know ramen's obviously cheaper and fast food could be relatively cheaper but it's an unhealthy diet and you're always spending money on food compared to like valerie said buying in bulk and in season foods and meal planning and and making your own uh um, lunch and dinner so I was on that lifestyle, unfortunately. Uh, it hurt me in the long run, physique-wise. And uh, <laughs> you look great, Rich. It's all good. You. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that was that was my lifestyle in college. It's tough. You also have this all these different fast food restaurants and and all all these stores um, right around your corner when you're in college. So it's tough to say no or to drive by and say I won't take this easy route of just picking up some fast food. But you should definitely have a plan, like Valerie said. That's a that's a great point. I lived off of easy mac and dogs like i had the God, little I easy mac, mac that i put it in the dogs. yes and i cut up the hot Still dog and day. i oh man put a put some pickles in it it's, it's okay so sweet pickles or dill no dill dill, dill. okay i like sweet a pickles dill. are not a thing for me dill. no dill pickles okay valerie like Val- do you notice that valerie didn't answer the question like valerie what was your go-to college meal you don't seem like a ramen girl to me. I don't know. I feel like you would be eating a little bit more healthy. You'd be more health conscious. Ruth Chris, I think, right? <laughs> yes, I was spending a lot of time at Ruth's Chris in college. Um, <laughs> lunch and dinner, lunch and dinner every day. Um, during um, during my freshman year, I spent a lot of time in the um, in the dining halls. I was on the meal oh. plan. Um, but after freshman year, once I was out of the dorms, you know, I definitely cooked a lot at home or at least attempted to. I would say it was um, very loosely defined cooking. <laughs> um, um, but I'm always a fan of a Chipotle, you know, some of some of those quick service places. And that definitely added up in my budget. I think something else that could really kill a budget is back in the college days when you're just hit with all of these credit card offers. So you want to live that bougie lifestyle on a college budget, but suddenly you get a credit card put in your face and you have never really been taught to use credit. But so it feels what, like the adult thing to do in it that does. moment. It like, feels you like feel I'm like, supposed to have a credit card. All adults have a credit card. Exactly. Like, I'm living on my own. I need a credit card. But then you just, I have so many friends in college that, that put way too much money on their credit cards. Actually, my brother's first job was to get people to sign up for credit cards for duffel bags. And you don't, I can't believe what people will do for free stuff. So what's a great advice you could give college students about credit card? Like how to avoid racking up that credit card debt? 
I still go back to some advice that my dad gave me when I was living a bougie lifestyle in college with That's that right, first Valerie, credit card. That's right, Valerie. I see you on this. <laughs> yeah. um, so something that he told me that I still think about to this day is think about how much the item is going to be to purchase or, you know, whether it's going out to eat or entertainment or just something that you really want in the store. Think about how much it costs and how many hours of work it's going to take to be able to purchase that item. Um, you know, with my minimum wage job on campus, a lot of times it was not worth a full day's work to, you know, to purchase something. But then there were some days where it absolutely was worth it. I wanted to treat myself and I did that. Um, but when you think about it in terms of the number of hours it's going to take you to purchase the item, um, it makes it a lot easier to avoid the temptation of that impulse purchasing. Man, that's such a great idea. It's a very good way of thinking about your money. Yeah. Even today, I think, oh, if yeah. you like, hmm, do I really need those pairs of shoes? It's going to cost me a day's worth of work to, to, to buy that. I still never think like that. No. no. It's just, look at that. Look at that beautiful pair of shoes. Rich, would you give your younger self some credit card advice? What do you think you would tell them? Yeah, absolutely. I got a lot of um, free shirts and credit card debt while I was in school because I thought, you know, I had this extra money I could spend on really whatever I want compared to what was in my checking account. And I one of the main things that I learned from that debt and finally paying it off is that I needed to budget when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And knowing that I wasn't spending more money because once you have these credit cards, it's easy to spend more than you have coming in from your job. And that's what I did a lot and, and you know, accumulated that debt. So if I had a budget back then and created one, that would have saved me a lot of a lot of issues as far as um, affecting my credit score as I as I finished up school. So the budgeting, I think, is the first step and sticking to that budget and being firm with it is a, is a good starting point if you're looking to uh, apply for a credit card and start using one. Yeah, and I think um, a lot of students, a lot of college students run into trouble because they can't um, always predict what's coming next. It's a very turbulent time in life. Um, so what's your advice for college students to avoid money surprises? I think it's so important to make sure that you're putting in at least a portion of that paycheck into your savings every month or every, you know, every page cycle um, to help kind of cushion against any emergencies or anything that could come up. You know, there are always going to be unexpe unexpected expenses. Um, unfortunately, here in Central Florida with the I-4 project, um, I've been one of those people that had to purchase a new tire. One time I had to get two new tires. Ooh. Um, it's ruining my car. I mm -hmm. ruining yes. my car. And so having that emergency savings made a stressful situation a lot less stressful. And so I think if you're putting away just a little bit every month um, toward those emergencies, it's going to really cushion against, you know, any additional stress that you could experience from it. Yeah, if you do those automatic transfers from your checking account into your savings account, when that paycheck comes in or whatever time during the month you do that, that savings account that's attached to your checking account, it's a, it's a pretty liquid account. You can transfer that money back into your checking account, use your debit card for emergencies or stop into a branch and withdraw that money for and have cash on hand to pay off that emergency, like losing your tires or replacing your tires. So mm -hmm. utilizing that savings account and having a plan for emergencies with it, I think, is, is the, first, uh, the first step to making sure any surprises that come up, you're able to pay it off and not resort to a credit card to pay off that emergency. When yeah, I was about a sticky situation. Yeah, definitely. I think when I well, not I think, but when I was in college, I had a job. It was it was important for me to I mean, like we had talked about earlier, I got I maxed out all my student loans 
and that paid for my apartment. But I still needed a job to pay for my car and like the, the super expensive parking pass at UCF and like books and all those other things. But what do you think is an ideal college job? Like what's the best way to balance that work, school, social life? Like what advice would you give for that? Well, I think looking for a job where you can get some life skills out of it and it's giving you hours that um, work with your class schedule. So you're thinking like a Publix, a Chick-fil-A. I know, Will, you're a Chick-fil-A alum. Chick-fil-A alum. Yeah. Um, So I think you walk out of there with customer service skills and how to deal with other people that may not be happy in a certain situation and you still have some pretty good income coming. I mean, those jobs pay pretty well and you get um, you achieve some pretty, pretty important skills out of there. So I think one of those types of jobs, local People know the brands um, and they'll probably work with your schedule as well. I loved working on campus when I was in school. It was so easy because I at first lived on campus and then moved about five, 10 minutes from campus. So a lot of the on-campus jobs are pretty flexible with your class hours as well. Um, And you get some really great connections on campus that can help connect you with jobs after you graduate. And also looking for those paid internship opportunities, if you can, those will also connect you with full-time opportunities potentially when you graduate. And usually, too, they're willing to kind of work with your class schedule to, you know, to make it work. But you're getting those life skills while getting paid while you're in school. Look at Valerie networking from an early age. I know. Like, she's such a pro. Like, her job is, like, the perfect job I'm, for her. I'm still not good at networking. I'm always <laughs> like, hey, how, how's it going? And running, I run away. All right, so let's talk about the obvious college topic, which is partying. Oh, I so, bet you Rich knows all of it. Yeah, we're all me, looking I at Rich right like now. Valerie and I were the goody, like we, we had fun, but we had an appropriate amount of fun. I don't know, Valerie, do you think that? I think that's true. Yeah. I peaked in college. Oh, so. <laughs> and if my parents are listening to this, I had a very appropriate amount of fun in college. <laughs> So with that in mind, and it's not even just about the drinking, but how do you balance um, the social life and being the social butterfly in college with also being financially responsible? I guess this will go to me, Um, (laughs) although I don't know if I necessarily did this in college. But as you grow up and mature, you realize these things and and, you know, set certain when having a calendar is first off very important knowing what your work schedule is so you can avoid going out on certain nights and then waking up early and going to work and either losing a job or affecting relationships you have with your manager and burning those bridges so you want to make sure a calendar is something that you do that's important um and just being trying to do the best you possibly can at that job earn the money that you're working for and then when you have some freedom and some days off that's when you go out and think and look at having a, a good time a really good point keeping a calendar i think that i got into that very late in the game and then when i started realizing how many things i was late to or missing then it it kind of stuck with me and also i mean we live in the age where you have it right in your phone so there's no reason not to yeah and i think those expenses from going out they really can add up and that's when you really do want to think about again you know how many hours of work is it going to take me to be able to afford a night out and sometimes it absolutely is worth it Um, But sometimes you might also want to look at other free or discounted opportunities in the area. With your student ID, you can get discounts to a lot of local attractions, um, museums. If you're a museum nerd like me. J.Crew used to give 10% off. They still do discount. So bring that student ID with you everywhere because you can take advantage of those discounts. And so many opportunities are free as well for students. So definitely look at that. 
That's such a great point. I never thought about that. Well, I although although I know I used my student ID way past after I graduated. <laughs> Ooh, rebel! Crazy, Christina. No, that was the crazy. most rebellious thing I did. Mm. I think. Yes, that is the I most rebellious never, thing I ever, ever did. Ever did that? Ever? Mm, okay. I never do that at J Crew now. It's not how I still know about that discount <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to change the topic a little bit. And in the world of technology, like Will had mentioned, something that we have to be really mindful is protecting our identity and protecting that make sure that our personal information doesn't get stolen. Um, I think when you're starting off in college, you really don't understand how important it is to keep that social security number kind of close to your to your chest or like keep those personal that personal information really close to you and be mindful of that. So what are like being so connected to the to the internet and technology, what are some great things that students could do to help keep that in line? Make sure that, you know, when you're using public Wi-Fi that you're not, you know, putting personal information in because it can be so easy for hackers to get that information that way. Um, use secure websites with the HTTPS. Um, and then another thing, you know, a lot of times in college, we're so tempted to trust other people, um, whether that's in our dorms or just friends we meet on campus. But it is so important not to give your pin out to anybody um, because we have seen people get into trouble that way. I even had a friend whose social security card was stolen by a roommate. So you want to keep wow. that information so safe and, you know, close to the vest because you just never know what people are capable of you know, and what they might do with your information. Rick, unfortunately. Rick, were you the one that stole the social security? I was going to say, this sounds familiar. Uh, <laughs> it was actually. Thought you got away from that story. Finally thought that had been in your past. It was actually my social security card and it was Rich that stole it. Oh, no. <laughs> the truth comes out yes. and this podcast got very exciting very quickly. All right. So let's move into our last question. Um, as many of us have myself, if a student does need to take out loans to pay for school, is there anything they can do to reduce debt before they graduate? Of course, the first thing I'd suggest is choosing loans that will allow you to start paying interest while you're still in school. Not every lender does it, but it's a good way to reduce your debt. Also, if you can stick to federal loans, they tend to have a lower interest rate than private loans. I also suggest applying for scholarships while you're in school as well. It never hurts to apply. Um, one little pro tip, if you see that a scholarship deadline has been extended, a lot of times that means that not that many people applied for it. Um, so I was able to get a couple of scholarships that way. Um, you know, a lot of people don't want to put in the work to maybe write the short essay or something like that. But sometimes that little bit of extra time can go a long way um, toward just a little bit of extra money toward that tuition and other school related expenses. And another tip with scholarships from, you know, when I was looking at scholarships for school is that you should never, if they're asking for money up front, it's not legit. So mm -hmm. don't put money up front for a scholarship. A educational scholarship does not require that up front. And there's so many scholarships out there. I think I hear all the time that there's so many out there that nobody even ever applies for, like Valerie said. So, and there's so many like niche ones, like you have to have been born in the state of, New York in this time, like there's so many niche ones too that you could possibly fit into. So I think looking for those scholarship opportunities, I remember I got $500 here, $1,000 there, $250 here. And people be like, oh, you just got $250. Like, yeah, that's $250. $250 bucks you didn't have. I didn't yep. have because I had to take out student loans. Like 
I did the, the most economical way I could have done college. I, I did. I started at Seminole State and I lived at home for two years and then I direct connected to UCF. So I saved a lot of money that, that $200, $250 here, $500 there paid for my textbooks because that's really expensive. So um, I love that. That's great advice, Valerie. Look for scholarships. It's free money. Well, that was a lot of information to talk about college and, and prepping for college. So up next, we're actually going to, after our quick break, we're going to ask you guys some rapid fired questions. Are you ready? So ready. So ready. Okay. So I'm going to give you a, like, like a couple minutes and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Addition Financial, a member owned not-for-profit financial cooperative. Count them into your financial journey by exploring their educational content, membership, and everything they have to offer at additionfi.com. Federally insured by NCUA and an equal housing lender. All right, welcome back. Now it's time for our Making It Count Essential segment where we're going to ask you guys lightning fast questions. So you guys ready? Yes, yes, very excited. Oh, there you go. Now mm. they sound way more excited than before. Okay, Woo-hoo. so here's your first one. You guys ready? All right. So what's the biggest mistake you think people make before going to college? Well, I think what Val touched on it earlier is not applying to as many scholarships as you possibly can. I think um, she made an excellent point that there's free money on the table. Do your best to, to try and apply as for as many as you can. And some of them, you just need to write, a, uh, write up a writing piece. And, and get approved. So I think that's a mistake that a lot of students don't make. They don't put the effort into applying for as many scholarships. All right. Question number two. Is it better to live on or off campus? It depends. It's really worth crunching the numbers a little bit. Um, it depends, you know, on your transportation costs as well. So if you don't have a car, it may make more sense to live on campus so that you can pretty much walk everywhere and not have to um you know, you, you won't have to pay for parking and things like that. Um, but if you really to share with roommates, sometimes it is more cost effective to live off campus. So it really depends on your personal needs and transportation situation and where you're going to school. Assuming you've taken care of all the big expenses by applying to scholarships, going to less expensive school, you're, you've got all that covered. Other than that, what's the best way to save money while in college? Well, one of the things I did was I got used to buying used items. So used textbooks, um, I wouldn't say used clothing, but, you know, shop for cheaper clothing and just try to live a, a, a cheaper lifestyle than maybe some other college students. That way you can save a lot more money on some of those purchases. All right. So when's the best time to start looking for post-graduation employment? It's really never too early to start. And I think what a lot of students don't realize is that while you're in school, you're building your network every single day. And that network is going to lead to those job opportunities. So apply for the internships that excite you. Join a club, volunteer, get to know the people that sit next to you in class, but build that network and build your work portfolio as much as you can through those extracurriculars and through your internships. And that's going to prepare you for that full-time employment after graduation. Last question. What's one piece of advice you would give yourself, your college self, if you could talk to them again? The first thing that comes to my mind is I wish I started budgeting earlier and maybe didn't apply for those two or three credit cards that I did um, back then and and racked up that debt. Once I really learned the value of a good credit score, um, I would do anything to go back in time and just make sure I, I 
purchased a credit or not purchased, but applied for a credit card when it was the right time and I was prepared to actually pay it back in full every single month and build up that credit score. Some great advice. I really like that. So now let's look at what's in the news and how it affects college students in the sum up. We've already talked a lot about student loans and it's been in the news a lot recently. Anyone who's applying for college or in college should be aware of what's the student debt landscape and how it really could affect them. Um, we were reading the story that was in the student loan planner. Yeah, and according to the latest statistics, about two thirds of all graduating college students have at least some debt. The average debt in Florida is just over $37,000. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I think I may have been. Well, I don't think I was that high, but it was probably pretty darn close. But again, I couldn't have gone to school if I didn't have student student loans. So I think that was a great opportunity for me. But what do you guys think about like this is huge. Two thirds of college students with student debt. Like how can we like what are your feelings on that? Believe it or not, it's actually the third highest in the country behind Maryland and Georgia. And that's just federal loans. That's not even private loans or loans that they've gotten from their families. Man, that's incredible. When you you said you went to a private a private school in New York, did you have to take out student loans or how were you able to to get through college? Oh, no, I definitely took out student loans. Um, so I wish uh, when I first started that I looked at those community college or those state schools to now down the road, I realized I could have saved myself a good amount of money. Um, and lowered the debt that I owe in my student loans that I, you know, I learned a lot from that school and I didn't need to take out loans. So, you know, there's definitely some value that I got with the loans that I have now, but I would have saved myself a lot of money if I ended up uh, looking at a uh, cheaper tuition situation. Thank you both so much. You guys gave us some terrific advice, especially with your steps and what you learned through college. And then just with your everyday jobs, working with so many college students every single day. Thank you guys so much for being a part Thanks of this. Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, Thank you for pleasure. having us. It was fun getting to relive my glory days. Yeah, with you guys. I had a wonderful time. While you had a responsible amount of fun, right? Exactly. Well, a responsible. Mom and dad. Yes. Yes, mom and dad. All right, Christina. It's time for our favorite segment of the day. What, what did, did we, we learn today? today? Well, I think that what I learned um, is actually that I really should have been putting more effort into applying for scholarships when I was in college. Like you said, I think those little amounts just add up. And I think that I, I felt that I just had absolutely no time to do it. And I look back and think how silly that thought was because I had so much time. I know college students are busy, obviously, but I can tell you right now, your life will only continue getting busier and busier and you have to make time for some things. I definitely learned. I love Valerie's point of networking while still in college. When I was at Seminole State, I joined some clubs. I did a college internship at a local TV station. But once I got to UCF, I really didn't, um, besides going to lots of sporting events, I really didn't network properly for what could have been my job in the future. And I struggled once I graduated from college to find that first big out of college job. So I think that was really great advice that I wish I could tell myself looking back, like make those networks, go to those networking groups, um, get as many internships as you can. I, I really wish I would have done that. Yeah, that's so true. So of course, we would not leave you today without telling you how to make it count. We know that it can be hard to think of everything when you're getting ready to graduate from college. That's why the experts at Addition Financial put together a college graduation prep checklist to help you. 
That's right. And it's just got everything from general graduation prep to finances to job hunting and beyond. So, man, I wish again, I wish I would have had this when I I was graduating. Um, You can find this and other resources for college students at resources.editionfi.com or just check out our show notes. And that's a wrap on this episode of Making It Count. Thanks so much for joining us today. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You can also subscribe or follow to stay up to date on our latest episodes. In the meantime, send us your questions and share your success stories by emailing us at podcast at And whatever you do, make, make it count. It count.